Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. There are about 60 of them back in Canada, and the 60 are former volunteers for ISIS and other terrorist groups internationally. And the federal government calls them extremist travelers. Some, uh, I, I still want to know who came up with that particular term and then who approved it, extremist travelers. We're going to talk to uh, Scott Neerick about that in a little bit. The uh, the Liberal Party's fortunes, as far as Canadians are concerned, have taken a bit of a hit, down seven points since September, probably a lot to do with the difficulties with uh, Mr. Morneau and his tax initiatives. But, says uh, Daryl Bricker, the president of Ipsos Polling, in a poll done for Global News, that uh, seven-point drop isn't necessarily bad news in a, in a serious way, for the Liberals. Uh, hi, Darrell. Explain that to us, please. Hey, Roy Green. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Um, it's because the Liberals still have a 52% approval level. Uh, if governments, incumbent governments, have approval levels like that, they usually get reelected. Uh, you're you're going to have to probably see them drop somewhere below 45 before anybody really has a serious chance to get at them. And uh, so as long as their numbers hold up to where they are right now, they're still looking pretty good. So do you see that being a, a number they'll be able to sustain or climb above? Well, and, and you know, they, they've had the last two years basically by themselves. Mm-hmm. I and mean, anything that's happened to them has been an unforced error, something that they've done on their own rather than one of the opposition parties bringing it to them. So now that they've got some opposition parties that are serious competition, uh, I expect that what you're going to see is that you're going to uh, the, the numbers are going to get worse for them. It's just what happens to governments over time. So, what are the numbers like then? If you look at the Conservatives, you look at the NDP with their new leader. What are their numbers like compared to the Liberals? Well, we've got the uh, Liberals at about 38. We've got the Conservatives at about 30, and the NDP up a little bit, uh, up to around 18 or 19. And the interesting thing about that is these are numbers that are almost identical to what we had in the last federal election. So uh, in spite of everything that's happened over the space of the last two years, things have not moved very much. And in fact, if you take a look at any of the polls that are coming out these days, all of them are within the margin of error of what we're showing. So uh, I can, uh, you know, liberals in first, the conservatives a bit behind in second, and the NDP even a little further behind in third. So even with the changes in leadership, there hasn't been a huge uh, adjustment in terms of uh, party support. Now, a lot of the thinking in this country, from what I understand, is that the tax initiatives or the tax changes Mr. Morneau and Mr. Trudeau uh, try to persuade Canadians were going to be good for them during the summer and that were rejected by and large, particularly by the small business community. Canadians feel this change was motivated more by a desire for more cash than it was for tax fairness. Is that something that sort of stays... Uh, Daryl, that stays in people's minds, could that be a, an, an anchor as they get closer to 2019? Maybe more so than, uh, than, than Omar Cotter. Yeah, it really can. Well, but all of these things are the sorts of issues that kind of punch through and define what a government is all about and a political party is all about. And the vulnerability for the Liberals has always been one of privilege. So it wasn't just that question of of uh, you know whether or not we were creating tax fairness. It's the motivation behind that, but also 
uh, relative to the character of the people who are asking you to to pay more money. And and this is where the liberals really have their problems, uh, particularly when you've got somebody like Bill Morneau going through what he's going through, where all of these uh, all of these regulations really don't affect uh, his lifestyle or, her, or his business. And so the problem that the liberals run into is that. Uh, First of all, a narrative starting to develop about them being tax and spend liberals, which is a wonderful position for conservatives. They love to run against somebody like that. But also the other part is the sense that they really represent the elite, no matter how much they seem to be talking about uh, the middle class. And then following on that, uh, they represent the elite, but they won't pay their own fair share right, in order to uh, in, in order to deal with whatever spending the government's brought into place. So. It's, it's, it's not a narrative that works particularly well for the Liberals, and if this sticks to them and goes on for the next two years, it's going to be a more competitive election than it looks like today. So, Daryl, there is territory for Mr. Shear and Mr. Singh to exploit. Oh, absolutely. And this is the first time that we've actually seen, I sort of used this expression, but I think it's apt, we've actually seen blood in the water on Mr. Trudeau since he's been elected. And you can see the shark circling. Uh, you know, every day in question period, Pierre Polivar, who's the the, the, the conservative uh, finance critic, has got something new that he's going to go after Bill Morneau with. And the problem, of course, with with uh, with uh, the Minister of Finance being the second most important person in the government, uh, you know, at least the way that we look at it here in Canada, uh, the problem is it's not easy to get rid of him, especially uh, prior to another uh, prior to his next budget, which mm-hmm. is February March of next year. So the the potential for this just to roll on. For the next several months is 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 really uh, is really significant uh, for both the conservatives and the liberals. And I find that Canadians appear to be paying more attention to the national political scene as well as the provincial scenes, but more attention to the national political scene than than we have for for some time. I maybe it's just my gut feel and, and what I hear on the air. Well, yeah, it's uh, because Mr. Uh, Trudeau has been such a prominent figure. I mean, he's 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 exploded, you know, onto the international scene. He's a brand new figure. He's a he's a visible contrast to Donald Donald Trump. I mean, there's there's so many things that have made him such a compelling political actor, and that he's he's uh, he's courted all of this attention, and now he's getting it. And unfortunately, what's happening for him, at least in the short term, is that the things that people are learning about him are all the wrong things. Mm-hmm. At learning about him and his government. So, uh, you know, the question is, can he? Uh, Turn the channel, turn up the volume on things, the sorts of things that he was uh, uh, so well known for and so popular for over the space of the last two years, or is he going to be mired in this kind of discussion? And the truth is, I mean, we're about to get into a situation on the the NAFTA agreement where you know there's potential crisis on the on the trade front. Uh, that's not something that's going to uh, sit particularly well with this government unless they can manage it, uh, you know, effectively. We've already seen the the former prime minister coming out and being critical of their of their position yesterday. So I think Canadian national politics are getting a lot more interesting and complicated than they've been for the last two years. No, I agree. Uh, we only have a few seconds, but it's it's rare that a political party could lose seven points and still maintain a dominant uh, leading role. I mean, lose seven points as quickly as they did. Welcome to Canada. Welcome to Canada. Thank you, Daryl. My pleasure, Roy. Always good speaking to you. Daryl Bricker, the president of Ipsos Polling, on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. When we come back, $31.25 million paid by the federal government to three men falsely imprisoned in Syria. We'll talk about the issues and the questions this raises and the 60 extreme travelers, according to the federal government, who've come back to this country who were with ISIS and other terrorist groups. Don't go away.